Money FM Budget Conversations 2024 is presented by UOB. We're just one day away from Singapore's 2024 budget statement, which will be delivered by Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister Lawrence Wong in Parliament at 3.30pm tomorrow. Now, just a quick recap. Last year's budget took on the theme, Moving Forward in a New Era. It largely focused on building capabilities and seizing new opportunities in a new era of global development with support for young families and more vulnerable groups to help them cope with the rising cost of living. This year, Singaporeans are looking forward to seeing how the key shifts laid out by the Forward Singapore report will be fleshed out as there has been clear indication of the social transformation that has to be funded. Ahead of this year's much-anticipated budget, we're joined in the studio by Jester Koh, Associate Economist from UOB. Good morning, Jester. Morning, Ryan. Thanks for joining us on the show. So lots to get into, but first off, let's touch on the key issues at the heart of businesses and people's worries right now. Inflation, cost of living, taxes, a lot to talk about and worry about. So how much more cushioning is needed on the front? What's at the top of UOB's wish list this year? Definitely, cost of living has been a front and centre of everyone's minds. So we had a recent GST high, as well as the upcoming increase in water tariffs in April this year, as well as next year. So definitely, there's a lot of cost pressures on that front. So on Yobi's end, we think that the government should prioritise on cost of living measures, so targeted support for lower income households. So this could take the form of an upgrade to the assurance package. So for example, uh, increasing the cash payouts, as well as the USAFE utility rebates. Uh, on top of those that have already been announced in Budget 2023. In addition to that, we think that there could be a one-off special cost of living cash payment, specifically for fiscal year 2024. And definitely, we will welcome issuance of more CDC vouchers that will help households as well as heartland merchants. And of course, a lot of cost pressures for businesses as well. We saw a number of big retrenchments last year, and this year we're already hearing of a few, even though we're only in February. Given the geopolitical uncertainties and volatile working conditions that we're operating in, what kind of support measures are you hoping to see, especially for the more vulnerable segments of the working crowd, as well as SMEs? Yes, definitely the retrenchment numbers in the last couple of quarters has been a little bit more elevated. But we think that this could be a more transitory process because uh, right now we are operating in an elevated interest rate environment and most markets expect the Federal Reserve to begin cutting rates somewhere in the middle of this year, which is UOB's house view as well. And when that happens, we think that that could improve consumption and investment overseas, supporting demand for Singapore's uh, exports and our goods as well. So we think that the job market could improve perhaps towards the later half of this year. But I think something that we are a little bit more worried about is something that is structural. So we think the government could support workers by providing more training support. So for example, topping up the Skills Futures credit. So to enable workers to upskill themselves uh, digitally and to equip uh, themselves with knowledge, for example, in the AI space so that they could enhance productivity in their day-to-day lives. So I think uh, that's one key area of focus. I think the government can also consider provide uh, training allowances. So allowances for workers to go for extended period of time off. So many of these programs in terms of digitalization requires in-depth training, extended periods of training, for example, one to two months. But businesses don't have the resources to let their workers go off work to do such extended training. So if the government could bridge the gap in this area, I think that would be really helpful. Yeah, very insightful points, Jester. If you just tune in, a quick reminder that Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister Lawrence Wong will deliver Singapore's Budget 24 statement in Parliament at 3.30pm tomorrow. Your voice, 
Your thoughts, your needs. Money FM Budget Conversations 2024, presented by UOB. We're in conversation with Jessica, Associate Economist from UOB, talking about key issues that Singaporeans are hoping can be addressed by this year's Singapore budget. Jester, a big part of this year's budget is expected to be focusing on the Forward Singapore Report, which was released in October last year. But one question on the minds of many, how is the government going to fund these key policy shifts laid out? How might the government apportion the budget to incentivize the transitions needed? Yeah, so I think right off, I don't think that tax measures will be a focus for this year's budget. For the very reason we have seen a very broad expansion of tax measures in the past few budgets. For example, the increase in personal income taxes for the top bracket, increase in property taxes, the two GST hikes that we have seen. So we don't think that will be a focus for this year's budget, but we definitely cannot rule that out for the subsequent budgets. And another very important source of funding for the government is something called NIRC. So it's a net investment returns contribution. So basically up to 50% of the long-term returns on our assets are actually being put into every year's budget for spending. And this actually works out to be about 20% of operating revenues. So I think that would be a very important source for this year's budget as well as going forward. And overall, I think the Forward Singapore Report is very, very comprehensive. So it touched on many, many key areas. But if there's one area that we think that we could focus and zoom in on, that will be definitely helping our seniors to age well. Because right now, uh, one in five Singaporeans are over the age of 65. And by 2030, this ratio is going to be one in four. So we think that it's very important to set up, for example, active aging centres where elderly could uh, gather together to have meals, to do activities together, basically to create a social network where they could live lives and interact meaningfully in their silver years. Yeah, the aging population issue is definitely one that will be a key focus. Now, the Forward Singapore Roadmap essentially lays out the evolving Singapore dream, spanning key shifts in education, jobs and support for families and seniors. What does your Singapore dream look like, Jester? And which segments of the population should the government be more mindful of as we transform? I think something that uh, we should not take for granted is definitely the racial and religious harmony that we have in Singapore. So basically, my Singapore dream is basically to maintain this social fabric and to strengthen it. And another key area that we want to pay close attention to is definitely income inequality. So definitely there's a lot of measures that's being rolled out by the government, such as the progressive wage model, which aims to help uplift wages of lower income sectors by providing crafted progression pathways for workers in these sectors and also helping them to upskill and be more productive um, in their respective fields as well. I think that's really important. And I think another aspect is definitely uh, mindsets. Everyone needs to adopt very respectful mindset in a sense that we need to acknowledge that everyone contributes to society in very different ways, tapping on our individual skills, strengths, weaknesses, as well as preferences. And I think being able to acknowledge and see that beyond the traditional yardsticks of, say, using prestige or income to judge Really acknowledging that everyone has a part to play in society, I think that's very important. Yeah, we can't overlook the social compact part of the equation, right? Now, Jessica, can we expect a retirement assurance package of sorts, or perhaps a Singapore dream package, as part of the considered effort to strengthen social security nets? Uh, definitely, I think there's a need to strengthen social security nets, but I wouldn't call it a retirement assurance package because I think that may send off the wrong message that if 
workers choose not to work or to save in their earlier years, then retirement is sort of guaranteed by the government. So I don't think that's a correct message that we should be sending out. But definitely, I think that there could be measures to strengthen retirement adequacy. So instead of assurance, adequacy. So for example, in the National Day Rally, PM Lee has uh, announced the Majula package. And within this package, uh, there's this component called the Earn and Save Bonus. So if young seniors and even those in the Medeca or Pioneer Generations choose to remain in the workforce, they could actually receive an annual top-up to their CPF retirement accounts and that will support retirement adequacy. Let's talk about the thinking that's going to go into this budget. To what extent do you think this budget might need to achieve more than just a strategic budgetary plan for the economy? And how generous might the government be, seeing that this may be the final budget before the next general election? Yeah, so so the key question is, is this an election budget? Uh, Yes, in a literal sense, because uh, elections are in the near term. So basically, uh, the general elections has to be held by November 2025. And also that PM Lee has announced his intentions to hand over the leadership of the incumbent People's Action Party to DPM Lawrence Wong by the 70th anniversary of the PAP this year, which is in November. So in that sense, we will not rule out the possibility of more support measures. But having said that, I think the principle of fiscal prudence remains. Recall that during COVID, we have actually tapped on 40 billion drawdown on our past reserves. And I think the need to maintain fiscal prudence and to spend wisely and judiciously remains. All right, a great preview of what to expect when we hear the budget statement. We've been speaking with Jester Cole. He's the Associate Economist from UOB. Thanks for your time, Jester. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Money FM Budget Conversations 2024, presented by UOB. UOB, building the future of ASEAN.